0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: This episode is brought to you by Whoop. Okay, Michael has been talking about his Whoop for so long.
0: Obsessed with my Whoop.
1: He's obsessed that finally I got in on this. And I obviously am not really tracking my fitness right now, but I am tracking my sleep. And I have to tell you, Michael Bostick, I'm pretty impressed. So what you do is you wake up every single morning and you can see your recovery score based on both the quality and quantity of your sleep. You can see your heart rate, your respiratory rate. It's kind of interesting. It's like all your key vital signs. And then the coolest part is, is it gives you recommendations on how hard you should push yourself based on your recovery.
0: And here's the coolest thing about the sleep, what I've found. So you wear this device, the Whoop 4.0 on your wrist. It's really comfortable. You barely even notice it's there. And as you're sleeping, it's measuring all these things like Lauren says. And here's the thing. It doesn't just measure your sleep. It measures the quality. It lets you know if you're getting light sleep. It lets you know when you have disturbances in the night. It lets you know your REM sleep, your deep sleep. And it almost makes it a game. And I swear to God, subconsciously when you know how well or how poor you're sleeping, you actually start to sleep better because I think your brain starts to focus on how you sleep. So in our case, we wake up, we measure sleep scores against each other. Yes, Obviously, we're sharing the same bed and we see like how did we sleep comparatively to each other and then how do we enhance that sleep? It's just a really incredible tool to use and measure against all this stuff and then take into account your fitness activities and all the stuff that goes in the day.
1: Michael looked over the other night and I was wearing my whoop with mouth tape on with an eye mask on, like a crystal eye mask. And I had my serum all over my neck, and he thought I was crazy. And I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm doing a lot at once. So, if you want to try a Whoop, you can analyze your sleep duration, quality, efficiency, and consistency every single night. You're going to go to whoop.com. That's W H O O P.com and use code SKINNY at checkout. You save 15% off. Enjoy
0: she's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready
1: for some major realness.
0: Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh-huh.
2: Whoever I'm dating, as we've seen on the past in the show, like I will defend them to the death. Whereas Rock is like, you don't have to like have my back. I can stand up for myself. So I took that I think maybe too literal and I'm like, all right, well, if I don't need to fight your battles, then I'm gonna work on this friendship because she was the only person on the entire show who also had had a baby just in general, but so recently.
3: I think, I feel like to defend me, you don't need, I, I get the defense part, but like in time, it's gonna come. I'm new to the stage, everyone's gonna talk about it. And have that, You can only judge somebody once she's slowly, if I keep doing the same stuff, then cool, go for it, you know? So that, I, know, I know that to the core, so I feel like, I, when I say and to Sheena, like, she's done an amazing job being a mum.
1: Taylor, cue the Vanderpump Rules theme song. Raise your glass. And let me guess,
0: he forgot to add it. It's going to be real embarrassing if it doesn't happen and we're just sitting here in our silent voices. Yeah, 100% forgot to add it. Welcome back, everybody. That clip was from our guests of the show today, Sheena Shea and Brock Davies. On this episode, we're talking all things Vanderpump Rules. We're getting into it. We're getting the juice.
1: I am a huge Vanderpump Rules fan. I always have been. Michael acts like he's not, but he actually is. You I've ha- never
0: acted like I was not. Oh, okay. That's, I've you're- always been into it.
1: Okay, you're going to say it? Go back
0: through the archives. we okay. will see. I never, okay. I never acted like I wasn't.
1: We've been watching since the beginning. So it was really cool to interview Sheena and Brock. She's very multifaceted. She's a mother. She opens up about her journey with IVF in this episode, Miscarriages. She talks about her entrepreneurial endeavors. and so does Brock. He also has an app called Home Bodies, which I'm sure you've seen on the show. And I personally really wanted to interview both of them because I feel like sometimes with reality TV, you get a certain edit, but that's not how you are in real life, what I've found. Um, and so to hear their perspective without any producers or being edited was really cool. I also think it's really cool to announce that Sheena Shenanigans, her podcast is now with Dear Media.
0: Yeah, she's doing a tour. Super excited to have the show over here with her. Super excited to be working with her. And you know, Brock and I, we always, you know, we it was love at first sight with us. I met him when Dave Meltzer was last on the show and we were like, hey, you know, that's a cool guy. So we, um, you know.
1: He could lift you up with his spinky.
0: Well, we we can, you know, he gives some things, <laughs> I gives other things. You know <laughs> okay. I mean? That sounds a little weird, a little homoerotic, but whatever.
1: Sheena Marie is an American television personality, an actress, a mom, a podcast host, and a singer. She is currently one of the stars on Bravo's reality television series, Vanderpump Rules. Brock is a personal trainer. He owns the app Homebodies, and he is also a dad. He frequents on her podcast, Shenanigans. We go all over the place in this episode. I think you're really, really going to like it. There's a lot of depth to it too. On that note, let's introduce Sheena and Brock to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast.
0: This is the skinny confidential. Him and her
1: tell Sheena is that she can ice roll her tits after she
2: breastfeeds. Oh my god, I need this for when my right one gets clogged. Yes,
3: I'm literally there. So I get behind he milks her me. and I have to massage <laughs> her milk dots because she, otherwise she gets mastitis. Yeah, I, I grew up on a dairy farm, so I knew this. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Wait, so, awesome. you're, so you're,
1: you're,
2: you're like milking her like a cow.
3: I'm so massaging I'm
1: her.
2: And he's like massaging because my right one, so my left produces so much milk. My right, we just call that like the snack boob or dessert. It's just like a little bit. So now that she doesn't latch anymore, I'm just pumping and I don't get that much out of it. So it'll get clogged. And it's just a different like attachment, the way she sucks and the way the pump sucks. How are you
1: you doing all this with filming a television show, doing a podcast, running like a, a
2: merch line, like all these different things? It's a lot to
1: breastfeed too.
2: Yeah. I mean, I felt like, honestly, when I think back to last year, I feel like I was just in a fog. I mean, I had only been home from the hospital for literally three days before I had cameras in my face. Three days I've been home. I'm trying to just figure this out. I got hospitalized for five extra days in the high-risk ICU because I got diagnosed with HELP syndrome postpartum. I literally could have died in labor. My blood pressure was so high. I didn't even know that it was as bad and scary as it was. They were trying to keep me calm. My heart rate was really low. Then her well, heart rate <laughs> was dripping. They're pumping me with magnesium. She comes out as they call her a mag baby. She's not crying. It was just very traumatizing. Then I'm put straight into a high-risk ICU room where I have-
3: Can I just jump in there real quick? Cause you're saying this in front of a woman that's pregnant right now.
2: No, She's no, 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 no,
1: that's okay, that's okay. okay. I, was just, I was like, <laughs> no, 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 the I hospital was yeah. so
3: good. The hospital did a really good job while we were going through these, while we are dealing with this. We didn't know any of this was going on. The hospital handled it so well. They just were working around the room. It wasn't until after a baby came and we were in the, two day, the next day, they were like, hey, just so you know, this is what actually happened. So I don't want you to be like, it was horrific to go through, but just know that the hospital did such an amazing of job they getting us through that. I
1: actually but asked her because I, I told her as a viewer, I feel like Vanderpump rules washed over the fact that she almost died. It was like oh, yeah. kind of like. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Oh. No, I, you're, no, 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 I asked her. I asked her. I, asked her. <laughs> I asked her. I didn't just say, hey, guess no, what? I I just, shit, like, shit got bad. <laughs> As a mother, and I think there's a lot of mothers that will probably watch the show. It was like, are we not going to talk about the fact that you literally almost died? And also the fact mm-hmm. that your baby came out not crying. I mean, yeah. I cannot imagine that. That's so much cortisol. Oh. No,
2: it was literally traumatizing. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so then it's like, I'm in the hospital in the high-risk ICU. We have round-the-clock nurses, like every, what was it, like every 30 minutes, every hour. Like, I mean, they're checking on me constantly and then they're bringing her from the nursery into breastfeed every two, three hours on the dot. I'm not really sleeping. I'm just like, there was so much going on. I didn't get out of bed for three days. I had a catheter. It was just like so much and then finally my liver enzymes and my blood platelets were leveling to the right way that they were able to release me like five, five, six days later. And I get home and what? Nothing. Oh, (laughs) I get home. And now, I mean, thankfully we had my mom stay with us for that first week to just help out. But I'm like, now I'm going from round the clock nurses to just here's a baby, you're at home, mm. you're on this blood pressure medication, you're not yourself. I am dealing with body image issues like crazy, knowing that there's about to be cameras in my face. And it's like, it was, it was a lot. And you, you don't see any of that. It was like, it, it didn't well, let you me you hear it, tell it at the guys, end
3: of the season. You hear it at it, the end.
2: In the reunion. Yeah. So when, when you kind guys, of. Not, when,
0: when you guys think about the way that you're portrayed on the show, are, are you happy with the betrayal? Are you so part? Like, how do you feel about it?
2: It's frustrating, to be frustrating. honest. Okay. But I understand when you're part of an ensemble cast, you can't tell everyone's individual full story. There's too many people. There's too much going on. There's too much story to tell. I understand that and that is what I signed up for. That's why I love Having podcasts, having YouTube, to be able to tell the full story. But I tell
0: everyone in your particular position, meaning people that do television, where there's production, mm-hmm. that that is the one of the most powerful reasons to have something like this. Yeah, because you control your narrative. Absolutely. Right? So like they can point, they can say, or they can portray something, and you can address it right away, as yeah. opposed to waiting for a tabloid to fill in for you.
2: Yeah, or six months for it to air, and then seeing you know the way that it's shown when it's not really the full story. So. Yeah, when we're watching back the first episode and I see we're just talking about my birthday party, I'm like, because who thought that that was the most important thing to talk about in the first five minutes when uh, there was a whole conversation about how I almost just died. And it was traumatizing. I mean, it honestly has made me pretty sure that I don't think I ever want to get pregnant again because I'm at high risk for that to happen. So now, you know, we're not ready anytime soon anyways, but (laughs) you know, we talk adoption, we talk surrogacy, like those are way more likely than let's try to have another baby the natural way. I just, it was really scary.
1: Is there any warning signs that led up to this that you saw or was it just one day you didn't feel good?
2: So I was I had the best pregnancy. We're 15 hours into labor and I'm like, I see why people do this multiple times. It's not that bad, you know? Like this is why women carry the babies cuz we can handle it. So I was completely fine. I didn't throw up a single day in my entire pregnancy. It was great. And then once they realized my blood pressure was high, my heart rate was dropping and all of that, then that's when it got scary. And it turned into preeclampsia when I was in labor. And then postpartum, it turned into HELP syndrome, which is an extremely rare condition in itself and even more rare to get diagnosed with postpartum. So then my doctor's thinking like, what did we miss? And the week of, at my 40-week appointment, there was protein in my urine and my blood pressure was really high. But we just chalked that up to the protein smoothie I had for breakfast. And the fact that I'm 40 weeks filming a television show in 10 days, the baby still hasn't come. You're I'm freaking out.
0: Weeks. You were filming. No, we getting were, ready. we're Ten getting ready. Days Wait, later. Sheena,
2: you were, well, you, I didn't realize that 10 days afterwards. We're, yeah. We know what day of filming starts. We know what day I'm due. There's 10 days in between for me to have this baby. Hold on, could you
1: not tell the production, like, this is a lot, I need a little, I need some space? No, we had just been
2: off for almost two years.
3: I think, and I think Sheena was very. Uh, Sheena oh is very like intimidated on like superiority. Like whenever it's a police officer in era with authority <laughs> over her, she freaks I out. I am a so real follower. So she will follow it. filming, boom. She won't say, "Hey, listen, I for need some my time. own health, I need this." She was troop it on, and she said, "Now nah, let's do this."
0: Speaking of filming, I got to talk to you for a second, Brock, here because I met you with David Meltzer when he came in. Yeah, and, uh, and it was right before I think either before you were filming or while you were getting ready. I think it was before. He was right before. Well, yeah, before. So he was like, "Yeah, I think I'm about to do this thing." I, yeah.
2: like, like, okay. <laughs> I have no idea what he was getting now himself post, into. Post,
0: how are you feeling, brother? How are you doing?
3: But you know what? I'm I'm thriving. I've got I've, I'm happy where we are, and and there's worse things I could do, you know. And the, the opportunity I got to have was be at home with my with my daughter this time, and like we got to have these amazing experiences. So, if it comes to like my background and that being brought up. I just chalk it down to you're gonna meet who I am and those my past is what makes me who I am. And was I upset how it came out on camera? N- yeah, but at the same time, no. Because you know what? Now you know who I am. It and now, forced
2: him to be accountable and that's to, another one you know, too. deal with some things like child support, which recently was paid off in full. Just wanna say that. But you know, some things that he may have put off and just kept making the small payments and just doing the minimum doing the
3: minimum instead of really just face because I was more embarrassed about my past than anything else and so it, it did it forced that but so here, when
0: you talk think,
1: about things listen, you take re- the air out of it regardless
0: yeah. and I'm not here to crucify exactly. or even pass judgment but I think what I am here to point out is that and I always do this when I talk to people like yourselves like people don't understand I mean it's a, it's an interesting experiment to go through to put your life on that kind of platform out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you the difference. Lauren and I do this and we control this. And it's like, it comes out how we want it to come out when we want it to come out. And like, there's nobody in our ear saying, hey, we're going to cut this or change this. Or mm-hmm. like, we're, it's, we're basically, what you hear right now is what you're going to hear later when it's mm-hmm. no like special editing. I don't think people think about like when you give your life up to a platform like this, one, yeah. you have a different type of person judging you, right? It's almost like voyeuristic and it's a different type. Like the, the audience members that chime in on you guys, maybe a lot of them listen to this, but the way that they scrutinize reality people, personnel, is completely different than just a regular, like, you know, somebody that's creating mm-hmm. content on the internet. How have you navigated that since you have joined? Because it's a different, like I said, it's you kind of from obscurity to... Here's the world watching.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, it was. I mean, I don't even know if I still have figured out how to do that, but I just figured out. I know that I'm comfortable in my own shoes. I know my past. I know my present. I know where I want to go. I know that, and that's my truth. And then, so all I just took on. I just went and said, "I'm going to do the best for my partner." She's never had somebody and as a lead role with her support her through this. And it started off as I was just her plus one. You have to film. It's her reality. Her her world. And as the sh- season started, kept going. Productions like, "Hey, we want you to do more." I was like, okay, perfect. I'm going to do my best. And then it leads to another season, hopefully, and then another opportunity. So that's all I took it as. And, you know, I think for me to get through the season, I just took that filter that I have, be aware of that filter and then remind myself, like, whatever I say is true. Because if I say it or I say it out loud to anybody on this, it's going to be recorded. It's truth. So just make sure I'm aware of that and know that I have to be responsible for my words. And that's how I took the season. And then, you know, it definitely didn't make me out to be a knight in shining armor. And, uh, I think there's like a thing going around Instagram right now with all the men of the show and they're like, who would you marry, sleep with and knock off? And I'm getting... Killed Everyone's every single Everyone's killing time. you? Everyone's that's knocking not me not off. Cool. I'm not
1: killing you. I found no. you to be warm and endearing. And everyone that's judging too, it's like, are you? let's see your perfection. Well, that's, that's, everyone that's, that's it. Everyone has made mistakes. There's something that's that's warm to me about people that come on a platform like that and own up to it and talk about it. There, No one is perfect. Like this, mm-hmm. this it seems sometimes like the people's court think they're perfect. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I can't get over something. I gained 55 pounds. So did I. I. It was rough. (laughs) Exactly 55. If you told me, Lauren, you have to go film a show 10 days after you gave birth, I, at at the point where I was at, and I've done work on myself since then, I would have lost my fucking shit. Mm -hmm. Were you freaking out? Have you tried my morning routine yet with Sakar Life's? beauty water drops and detox water drops. The detox water drops are the chlorophyll drops. I put them in my water every single morning. So here's the move. I wake up. I have my freezing cold Tinks cup. I do tons of ice. I do water and then I do like an inch of lemon. And then I do like three drops of chlorophyll and then three drops of their beauty drops. The beauty drops are minerals. And I feel like it's such a nice way to wake up. It really makes the morning feel bougie. I'm getting my minerals. I'm getting my blood flowing because of the chlorophyll. And then I have my lemon water. It's absolutely amazing. They come in a little pack. Like you can go to their website and you can buy both. One is for skin support. Those are the beauty water drops. And the other is to detoxify. And those are the detox water drops, the chlorophyll. You got to check them out. You can also buy them separate too. If you're going to start with one, I would recommend the chlorophyll drops. Sakara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine and on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. They also have lots of breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that can be delivered straight to your door with plant-based ingredients. I think you're going to be obsessed with this site if you haven't already gone on. And right now Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to sakara.com/skinny or you can enter code SKINNY at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash SKINNY. You get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash SKINNY.
2: I feel like I was just in such a daze, honestly. Like I knew that I had two jobs, to be a mom and keep this baby alive and film a television show at the same time because that's what provides the income for my baby. So, so there's no choice. And you're just like, I'm going to wear the most flattering thing I can wear and just go for it and show a real, a real postpartum situation. I mean, I did get every shapewear on the planet. I had skims. I had like all of that just so I felt more comfortable. But I also was like, you know what? This is my reality. And I agreed to film a reality show. So although I did wear the shapewear because I felt more comfortable just being more tucked in, having so much extra loose skin on my stomach. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm a size large now. I'm usually an extra small. And right now I'm a large. And then I'll be a medium and a small and hopefully get back to the extra small. But at the time, I just knew this is what it is. And this is something that a lot of women are going to be able to relate to. And like, no offense to Lala, but girl snapped back the next day. That's not normal. So for me, I was like, I can at least tell a normal story and people will be able to relate. And if anyone tries to judge me for that or say I shouldn't be wearing that, like you're an asshole. Mm. And I did get some of those. Speaking
0: of Lala, I, I wonder about this. This is kind of about Lala. I think I would lose my shit, especially knowing you live. I would lose my shit if the world was chiming in on my relationship, let alone people I'm on a show with. Like if people were chirping in to me about my relationship on a show, I think I'd be kicked off the show and be going to jail. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how you guys dealt with that and the strain it put on the relationship while you're on a show, the world's chiming in. People like I mentioned, Lala is chiming in. Like, how did you guys both deal with that and stay in a solid relationship? Broken a broken, lot. It of was also
2: up. hard because I was trying to work on my friendship with her. So then that's hard for us because he's like, how are you being friends with this person who's trying to destroy me? But I'm like, "But I just have a separate relationship with her. And like, I'm trying to fix this, but I'm trying to not fight with you. And so, I mean, God, how did we do it? How you that is tough. destroying
0: you because it's for the show versus destroying because like she actually wants. Well, to, you know, just
2: because I'm a person like whoever I'm dating, as we've seen on the past in the show, like I will defend them to the death. Whereas Brock is like, you don't have to like have my back. I can stand up for myself. So I took that I think maybe too literal, and I'm like, all right. Well, if I don't need to fight your battles, then I'm going to work on this friendship because she was the only person on the entire show who also had had a baby just in general, but so recently. So we're both breastfeeding. We both have babies we need to get home to. We can only be gone for so many hours before our boobs are literally screaming. Like we just found comfort in each other because no one else understood what we were Mm -hmm. going through. So I just was really gravitating towards her. But then at the same time, she's doing her job so well that she's really coming for him. And I'm like, Dude, so it was kind of like mid-season I was like I'm I'm done with this. Like I'm I'm trying so hard but I can't pick you over him. So it was definitely tough, but I,
1: I think... also think there's another element to it though too. You said you weren't finding his battles cuz he said you couldn't. You're also so men don't really you're so <laughs> so drained. Yeah, postpartum. Like... You don't have the mm-hmm. capacity. Mhm to even fucking deal. Like yeah. you can only you can only do what you can do. And so to have have to also defend him and take care of him, it's just a lot.
3: Yeah. And, and I I think, I feel like to defend me, you don't need, I, I get the defense part, but like in time, it's going to come. I'm new to the stage. Everyone's going to talk about it and have that. You can only judge somebody once she's slowly, if I keep doing the same stuff, then cool, go for it. You know, so that, and I, know, I know that to the core. So I feel like I, when I say to Sheena, like she's done an amazing job being a mom. You know, everything about it, she's still breast pumping, everything about it. like She's done it all properly. She was worried every single along the way she she had doubts in herself the whole way through it. So I was kind of like, I don't have doubts on who I am or what we are in our relationship. What got us, what us through that, bro, was just that. The, fa- the fact that we survived the pandemic together.
0: Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that's right. Let me ask Oof. a delicate question here because there's obviously a lot of known parties here. I also think it's relevant when you're getting criticism or advice, I think, it's important to think about where that's coming from, right? Like there's people in my life that I seek advice from or or, or seek criticism from based on what I'm doing. If you're getting that advice or criticism from people and maybe the, I'm going to be careful here, the foundation of that house isn't as solid as people had thought, right? Mm -hmm. I think how are you taking that without kind of blowing up that world?
3: Well, I kind of I kind of already had my peace in that moment. When it came out and all that stuff, I kind of was kind of like, you know, I had that had the same excuse about I was I was kind of like open about it publicly. I was like, well, there you go, you know, keep your house in order. But at the same time, then I needed to be better. And that was an opportunity for me to be, you know what? I understand. And I should have I should have acted differently. I acted like a 12-year-old and I, I went at her on the reunion. Didn't didn't age well and it showed me who I was as a but I was hurt. I think since then, we've had some time down and the girls are working on their relationship with the kids and all that. And Lala, honestly, what she has done now, I respect her so much more because before that, it wasn't the fact I had respect for that situation of who Lala was. Now, looking at what she's been doing, she she left the money, she left all the, and she's doing it herself. I respect that more. And 100%, if I ha- if I had that light right now, I would re- reframe to that and be like, "Look, I get where you're coming from. I'll listen to your advice." But then I didn't want to listen to your advice because
0: well, that's what I'm saying. Because maybe the the advice it's hard to take advice. Like if I told, I'll just use a stupid example. If I'm telling somebody how to run a business, I'm a terrible terrible businessman. It's like, shut the fuck up, dude. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'll just use that example. So I imagine it's hard because you're sitting there filming a show and you're like. I think it was just. Well, she's more, just it was on just,
2: her high horse judging us. It was just more hard fact, because it
3: was true. I think yeah. was the hardest part for me. Like the thing she was saying was true, but it was it was. It was just Bluff.
2: frustrating because, it, yes, it was true about his past, but it's not true of who he is now as a person and who he is now as a father to Summer. So that was what was so hard for me is because was it he the best partner and father in the past? Absolutely not. But he's trying to be that now and he's trying to right those wrongs. And so for her to not understand that at all was so frustrating for me because I'm like, but that's not who he is now you know he was 19 in this last relationship twenty, twenty one when he had kids so he was just in such a different place and before now. we
3: and before when we even met like that that's always been my goal is to make up that relationship so before we even picked up filming before i even knew about vanderpump rules and being on the show like i was already make trying as of 20 2018, once I finally opened up my business and I finally got something underneath me, I wanted to be, I knew I could make that turn to be like, no, I am a better person. Like, let me work on that. And I've been working on that relationship. We were, the show definitely just put fire onto that. <laughs> they just it, yeah. it just fast-tracked it. Well, I put fire onto it on both sides. Like it really made it very a lot more difficult because now- we have a platform, and then my ex doesn't like to see that. Yeah, we were
2: asked to respect their privacy and not and get it. speak about this publicly, and then it's like, well, someone else is bringing it up on the show, so we kind of have to address it. Yeah. What
1: about another misconception about you guys? The whole—I feel like there was also a little bit of disjointedness with you guys going to get engaged or married
2: at James's wedding. Oh my That's God, all me. that That's was all me. so annoying. It was.
3: I'll take. I'll I'll let let you take this one. Look, the (laughs) reality is, we didn't know if the show was coming back. Period. We still
2: don't. We never do. We still don't. Every every season, you guys, I'm gonna tell you. But
3: last last season, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. I didn't know what was going on, and and I took this as the one time I really took advice from somebody in the show, which was. Ariana, Ariana. <laughs> and I love her still. But she's like, don't quit on this. Because during the season, I was like, I got a cool idea. And I spoke to production. And I'm like, Sheena's done been married, engaged before on the show. Like, you've got to be creative. I was like, I got a creative thing. I want to have a movie premiere night. And then the movie premiere itself is going to be me and Sheena's kind of love story from YouTube. We've recorded it. And it will be our love story highlight. And then I would propose to her. And then we turn it into a shotgun wedding because everyone's dressed up. And it'll just be short and simple. She's been married, I've been married, whatever. Have fun with it. Because I thought that's what I wanted to do on the show, so she could have a, she could have that fairy b- story. Fairy, what is the word? Fairy tale. Fairy tale ending. <laughs> story, yeah. Turned into a freaking nightmare <laughs> because I get once I got on, onto that and then that. Because of COVID, we couldn't film that. Then they're like, And well,
2: permits. Like, permits, people forget about permits. You got to pull permits for everywhere you film. We so can't just say we're going to the really beach tomorrow. So it didn't really work
3: out too well. So it didn't really work out too well. And then, and then I was like, I'm not going to do this. You're telling me that you guys don't just
0: gallivant around and right? show up and there's cameras waiting? People think that. Right,
2: right. They really think that. They're like, well, why couldn't you just do it at the beach? I'm like, because you have to get a permit. You can't just go and film in Malibu tomorrow. Yeah. Like, some permits for certain cities take weeks to apply for. So uh, he was working with what he had and we only filmed, it was the shortest season we filmed since like season two.
0: Don't you dare break the fourth wall for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I literally, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I would like to do we this.
3: we didn't have that much time. Booked, booked, But they're like, we're all booked out except for this one weekend in the morning, you could do something. I was like, okay, okay we'll do that then. But as, a, and then as we got up there, we weren't even allowed off site because of COVID rules and that we and needed permits. to be on the on <laughs> I'm permitting. We needed to be on the on location. So Yeah, so once we realized time, that
2: it was at Sunstone, I was like, we're not. I was doing still okay this. with it. Cause here's here's no, my theory no, no. on it
3: I'll take a bullet for her. Everyone else can kick rocks. And that's that was that was literally the mindset I had. I didn't know if the show was coming back. I wanted to do this for her. And if you want to have a problem, I'll take the bullet. But it
2: was not what I wanted. I and was then, like, and then first we spoke, of all, I wanted his family to be there for that moment. If he would have done the surprise shotgun wedding thing, I mean, I had no say in that because I didn't know what was surprise. happening. But then when it got changed to, oh, maybe we do this in solving, my sister wasn't able to be there. And I was like, I would really want my sister there. And then I was like, also your family can't be there. But, you know, if we just do something small and private, no one finds out about it until they watch the episodes and like for the reunion, then we can still do our like big wedding with your family, like back in Bali, Australia, New Zealand, something like that. So I was like, okay, I'm down. And then when we found out, oh no, it has to be, At Sunstone, where everyone else is staying. I was like, oh, so we just have James and Raquel come out on their terrace and see a wedding going on and then realize that's Brock and Sheena? No! It sounds like the producers were sticking their fingers
1: around
3: in this one. (laughs) Well, especially when it comes down to like, a timeline and how can you get it done They're like this is the only time we can get so they look they knew they knew and and, and i'm not of saying course. the show's scripted because it's no. not it's it's 100 real but what the what the what the producers get to see is they have everyone's conversations and they are and they, together. they know what's going on so they can really dive into a storyline and they just follow it like that and so it's not scripted we just get leaned into those situations
1: james was harsh
3: James, oh yeah! You know what? I'm surprised. He, I'm surprised at the end, like that was because because you guys missed two days of him arguing with everybody beforehand. Because of because well, of like
2: that morning, from what I've heard, he was an absolute nightmare. So I he think he got all of his rage out that morning, thinking his engagement party was going to get canceled. Raquel that he had have no rage it. maybe left. <laughs> I mean, she should have just in the middle of her speech when she was out there, just been like, you know, his accent and this and that. And then, you know what? Actually, I realized I don't want to marry you.
1: (laughs) If quarantine taught me anything, it's that I like to do a lot of things at home. And one of those things that I try to do at home a lot is working out. Okay, okay. I do have a couple of workouts during the week that aren't at home, but for the majority of the week, I like to do it from home. And you can do this for two months free with Obey. Obey Fitness has a code for you, which I'm going to get to. And you get two freaking free months of free fitness. They have everything from strength training, Pilates, sculpt, yoga, HIT. No equipment is necessary. So you can do it right from your home or on the go. The one that I've been doing pregnant is the Pilates. I always love Pilates pregnant. I feel like it strengthened your core, which is very important when you're giving birth. If you want to be efficient and get a workout done in 10 minutes, they have express workouts too. So easy to squeeze in throughout your day. And they also have daily live classes and 8,000 on-demand options. And now there's really no excuse because wherever you are in your fitness journey, you can jump right in with two free months of Obey. You guys, that's insane! They're giving you guys two free months. You can use code Skinny Two at Obey Fitness. That's O B E Fitness to get started. Again, I would start with their Pilates class. Now that they're broken up, does that affect the
2: group?
3: Yes. It, yes. There's a dynamic in there because you can't pick James, James feels or Raquel. That
2: we're picking Raquel over James because Raquel's actually living with us right now in our LA apartment. We're down in San Diego full time. She's here at our I place in, in LA. Diego.
0: Oh, that's the Meltzer connection. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay.
2: So uh he feels that we've automatically taken her side. And I'm like, well, first of all, James, like you got back on your feet right away. You had a new apartment lined up and like you were good to go. If it was the other way around and Raquel already had everything good to go and you were struggling and you needed a place to stay, I would have offered you the exact same thing because we're down in San Diego, the apartment, we're just paying for it. It's empty. I wouldn't have only offered that to Raquel. So like you're feeling we picked her side because she's living with us right now, but It's that's not the case, but James wasn't
1: exactly butterflies to Brock either, though. I mean, (laughs) I mean that he was he was
2: hard on you.
3: And, 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 but, he, and but this he, is about, here's the
2: thing, sorry, I'm not to cut you off, but he was off. hard on him because he was hurt. And that's where I can understand that because James felt like him and Brock uh-huh. were establishing a really good friendship. They were hanging out, working out together all the, the time, doing ice baths. I was trying was, to help him. I'm like, but hey, bro. also James and Raquel were two of the only people out of all of our friends who made the effort to go to Palm Springs to visit us in the pandemic, Correct. to drive down to San Diego spend time with us. They were two of the only people who did that. So then when filming starts up and now we're back in LA and he's getting close with Sandoval again, close with Schwartz again, James just felt like, well, what about me? Like I thought we had this friendship that we've been building. So he was hurt. So I understand that James has a really shitty way of expressing how he's truly feeling, but that's where it came from was he was just hurt.
0: Let me ask you guys this. Lauren and I do this show together as you, as you see. And like sometimes you do a show but like high five, that was a good one. Sometimes you're like, oh, that was not so good. When you guys have a poor day of filming or something where you're like, ah, oh, fuck, that was like we didn't mean to say that. I didn't want to do that. And you know it's in the hand. Like, what is the conversation that takes There's place? There's
3: no after? conversation. a little bit of a little bit of over. little over
2: of over I lose sleep. Like, I of a little bit I should little have said a little bit of a little bit seasons ago, I would just smoke some weed and forget about it, but I don't have that luxury anymore. Sure. So now it just goes through my head. But I you like, a- they have the professionals. But I imagine that's a source of anxiety, especially
3: in a oh, Confessionals yeah. are hard. Oh. Why? Because, for, I mean, this is me, you're a pro. I'm bad at all of this, right? I'm really, I think I, I you're really, at this point. I enjoy the live component. You just put a camera on us and we'll live our best life. But then you have to go in three months later and now go, Pin together the storyline for people. It's not on the day, like not that week. You go have it's a confession. It's not like The
2: on. Bachelor when they pull you out of your that would be day and that would be easy because you'd
3: be you'll get better content if they did that because yeah. people will be pissed. They'll be really emotional. In that oh time. yeah. And as but what happens is now they've put the storyline together. Then you have to go in and fill in the gaps in these interviews. And so they're like, hey, this remember this time, and you remember it. You remember what you said, but now they're like, yeah, we want you to respond to that. For me, that was very difficult because yeah. it's not fresh because I, because it's not fresh. That's not my makeup. I'm a farmer in boy and a plumber. Them. Like I didn't think I was going to sit in front of you know a camera what? and tell I them how it's I also feel.
0: strange there is you got like probably like if it's three months later, the relationship has also changed. It's different. The-
2: exactly. And that was what was hard for me, especially with Lala. Because you're in like, a better place. We've, we've come better so place, far, And then we go back. But then And I- then I
3: see the shit she says.
2: Yeah. And And then then the finale happened where her and I get in a huge explosive fight. And then we ended up leaving together that day. And Charlie was like, I don't understand how you got in a car and left with her after that fight you got. And I was like, well, she was my sober driver and I wasn't sober. So I still needed a ride home that night. And then we ended up talking. I was like, look, I understand why you did what you did. I understand why you told James, you know, we all have a job to do. You were doing your job. I can get past it. But like, let's not do that to each other anymore. And we've gotten through so much and we're in such a good place. But then, you know, three months later, I still have that interview where I'm like, I'm done with her. (laughs) That seems like that would cause fights off air. Yeah, that hence his uh, reaction to the end of the season at the reunion. Then then
3: three months later, we've aired it in a reunion. we were so
2: good. And Lala came over to our house and she explained everything that was going on in her relationship and was just looking to us, as a support system, to be there for her, and then a couple of weeks later, we filmed the reunion. He's just coming at her, and she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Whiplash. This is way different energy than you were putting off at your house two weeks ago. This is not like normal life. No. So you, there's no like textbook on how to handle. this. No, this is nothing normal about our life. I mean, it's 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 cool. It's just not yeah. normal.
3: I mean, lesson learned. I'm not gonna like binge five the last five episodes. Well, no, we have two to. days before the reunion, and just when they sit get there sent and to us. Steam <laughs> <laughs> on it. i can tell you, if she was in person, steaming. I would have been, I would have been a biggest, I would have done so much. I had so many things in my head. If she was in <laughs> it was person and gave me some feedback, I was trying to argue with someone on a TV.
1: Yeah, that's true. She didn't come across too well. So Lisa Vanderpump, <laughs> what is the relationship to her now? Is Is everything smoothed over? Are you guys good? You guys kind of got into it on the show, I felt like.
3: I mean, I felt like Lisa gave me her respect. After that, she was like, yeah. I don't approve of what you've done, but thank you for speaking to me, honestly. And then I, I, since then, we've always had a respect for each other. I even called her up the other day because I'm trying to do some events out here in LA and I wanted to get her feedback. So I think my role with Lisa is just kind of like, I'm very thankful for the opportunity that as a family and what she's done for Sheena and all that. And that's that me and Ken get along like a house on fire. I run yeah. into him at Tom, Tom, and we buy a beer together and we sit down and he gives me shit I give him shit back. He's fun. And Lisa kind of kind of like this checks in and keeps everyone on, on the toes.
2: Yeah, Lisa is someone I have so much respect for and I look up to so much. She's like the second mom who you want her approval. When you're dating someone, like you need your mom's approval. Otherwise it's just, it's going to be frustrating. So I was very nervous that now Lisa has this skewed perception of who he is based on what Lala has brought up at a tea party. So I was really nervous about that because I'm like, I know my past. I always say, you know, this is the one. Oh my God, I'm so happy. I've never been happier in my entire life. And they've heard this time and time again on the show. So when it comes to my actual forever and happiness, I'm like, no one's going to believe me. They're just going to think I'm full of shit. Like Sheena said this about everyone. I've watched the show from
1: the beginning. I believed you. It was different. It yeah. was different Brock because was he's different. my person. Yeah, and I think also that with the other ones, I feel like they also
2: edited like like looks and and one hundred percent. Because when I looked back, <sighs> I mean, Rob and I are friends again now. But when I watched that season back when I was heartbroken, it was just like more just like knives in the back they I don't know they almost like, like play like, into like the cringe yeah because I'm like, like, like I pull. don't remember the relationship like that was it really like that and he's like no he's like because now we've had these conversations And he was like, Sheena, I was so uncomfortable on camera. Like, I just closed off and I wasn't the way I was, you know, in private with you. And I'm like, yeah, because when I watched it back, I'm like, shit, that guy really didn't love me. Yeah, but honey, it's not
3: easy. to Like, in Rob's defense, he hung a TV in seven minutes. But, like, (laughs) it's hard to walk into that room. What else
1: could he do in seven minutes? Nothing. That was (laughs) better. You know, I, I...
0: I would not I, I know this about myself. I would struggle doing what you did, going into an established group on oh. an established show, out of nowhere, putting your whole like and and again, you're talking to somebody who's very comfortable voicing being out there. But th- that is a difficult situation that I don't think people can appreciate unless they're in it. Yeah,
3: yeah it, it was intimidating, I'll tell you that. But and and then but in I think the fun part about it was we had these cool things. We got we went to Coachella when the thing was shut down. We, yeah. Like I was just like. This is like, this is an opportunity. This is great. And so that's the fun part. And it
2: provides so many opportunities outside of filming, you know? So it's like, yeah, there's some shit we have to go through. But at the end of the day, like it is ultimately so worth it to me because we are so blessed, you know? I was just saying on my podcast earlier, we get to live in three different cities, you know, like we are so very fortunate and these opportunities have all come from the show. So if I have to, you know, deal with some shit and get yelled at at a tea party to live the life that we live, then, you know— so be it. I understand well, you're gonna that this show, you're going to yell back next season. I absolutely will be clapping back more next uh, season because I got my mojo back. Yeah, you don't feel postpartum.
1: Exactly. You don't a, a piece of fog in front of your face. No, yeah. People don't realize postpartum.
3: I didn't even, it. even get no, it until get after it. we watched it. I started watching. It. I was like, wait, what? Because no, I, I didn't see so, the transformation. It feels
1: like there's a piece of fog over
2: your eyes and you can't see straight and- You can't snap out of it. I wanted to just reach through the TV and shake myself when I'm sitting down with Charlie at TomTom and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're right. I'll be better. I'm sorry, I wasn't a good friend. Like, I'm so, and I'm like, Sheena, shut up. You just had a baby. You just almost died, like, Oh my God, why are you apologizing? I can't with high
1: maintenance, friends. Sorry, <laughs> I can't. It, you're you're like, uh, I can't. That's a whole different podcast.
3: Oh, that's a I, podcast yeah. right there itself, high maintenance.
1: I, I want to know what you guys have learned watching yourselves back because there's some kind of self-awareness in all of For this. Sure. When you watch yourself back and you're like, oh my God, besides what you just said, like, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Am I really like that? Because that's a trip too. Yeah.
2: I think, I mean… Uh, I've learned that I do need to be just more open about my feelings and I need to not always apologize for everything, but at the same time, own up to everything. And I feel like that's why I apologize so much now is because in the past, I've watched me just try to make excuses and crawl out of a hole without like using my words that now I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I fucked up. I'm sorry. But now I've gotten so good at the apologizing that I'm not really even saying how I feel. So after watching this season back, I'm like, I should have asked more questions. Like, why why am I not being a good friend, Charlie? What exactly have I done? Because once I finally asked her that off camera, she was like, well, you just like, you know, you weren't around as much. I'm like, cause I had a baby. I just, like, there was not one specific thing where she's like, well, you know what? On Monday when you said this and that, like that really hurt me. She had no direct examples. It was just, that she was jealous I was rebuilding my friendship with Lala because she felt like I liked Lala more than her. She said her and her boyfriend sat at home and said, do Sheena and Brock like Randall and Lala more than us now? So that's where it came from. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me?
0: Guys, I would take a dull knife and jab it into my jugular if I had to go through something <laughs> like that. I, would, I don't know how I, high maintenance. I mean, again, it's another podcast, but you know, people are living their lives. And yeah. You like, it's not that serious.
1: All right, so I did something really cute for Easter that I feel like everyone should do on any holiday if they have to give a gift. I got all my nieces and nephews and Zaza Easter baskets, but I also got them a crate from Kiwi Co. I got to go on Kiwi Co and I got to pick their age. So, like for instance, I picked Zaza two to four. There's like a demographic. And I got her and her cousin, the doctor visit set. It's so cute. It's like pretend play. And it has a thermometer. They have little bandages. Zaza loved it. She got to go through all the little things and play with it in her room. And I know that my niece loved it too because my sister-in-law sent us a picture of her playing with it. They have the cutest crates. And what I like about KiwiCo is that you can go to the age demo. So like if you have a five-year-old, you could get like a monthly science project. If you have a six or seven-year-old, they have art projects that are made for that age. And that's important for me as a mom now that she's doing like hands-on sensory type projects and that she's doing them at home having fun, but also like tapping into her creativity and curiosity at the same time. I think this brand is amazing if you're looking for a gift for a child They can learn, they can be creative, they can be curious, all the things at once. Step into spring and celebrate the season of discovery with a KiwiCo subscription. So you get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code skinny at kiwico.com. That's 30% off your first month at k-i-w-i-c-o.com promo code skinny. And like I said, go stock their site. You'll be so impressed with all their crates. If yeah. I have a friend, let me just put this out there, real, yeah. a little side note. If I have a friend that expects a text message back within the hour, I, I can't, I I cannot deliver that. The expectation up front, I cannot, sometimes it takes me a week to get back to someone. It's nothing against them. It's that you have to be able to live your life in the present. And if you're just sitting there returning every single thing, you're not even mm-hmm.
2: like, and people that don't understand that, I'm just like, I feel like they need to get busy. Yeah. And with Charlie, she's a decade younger than me. You know, she hasn't been through, and I hope she never goes through a miscarriage. You know, having the baby, the postpartum and all of that. I'm like, we are in such different places, but I'm still trying to be your friend and like your big sis and like have a good summer with you. The but show you have also doesn't help.
3: You know, being in that show, like being on a show, you have to have a problem. Like You have to voice an opinion. You know? Yeah, but
2: it didn't have to be with me. But
3: that's and her that's where her issues were with
2: where... Lala, not with me. But maybe what it is is that they they look almost for the
1: weakest link, and I'm not always. saying you're weak. No. I'm just saying at that moment, but I'm the nicest. But you were also postpartum, mm-hmm. and that's you're in a weakened state. Hundred She has always Easy been term.
3: taken advantage of on that always. show. I haven't I haven't gone back and watched it, but like oh God, I see how did, I see how people. I mean, I see how she get she how she feels when production calls her phone. I literally had to talk to production. I was like, Oh my the God, my blood
2: pressure is through the, the roof when I see his time, name on my phone. <laughs> every
3: time you call, I called him up. I was like, every time you call her, she freaks out. Because, because it's you know, always it's, bad news. So, so do, do, me, do me a favor. Call her up and let her know she's done a good season this season. Like do something to, to build that relationship up. Otherwise- You she, feel like she, you're the show's punching bag at times. Yeah. She allows it.
2: Because I'm, but I'm just- But she was also pregnant the with thing. me for this I season. I allow it, I think- Because I am so strong that I can take it. And I don't think some of these girls that come off so tough and strong are actually that way. I think it's a front and they can't actually take it. And that's why I just take the beating because I'm like, I'm going to be okay. If this happened to you, you wouldn't be okay. Well, let's put it out there in the ether
1: that this next season that I think is going to to happen. Yeah. That you're not
2: the punching bag. No, I'm not because I'm just Uh so done with that. Uh, Like I came into the reunion just like guns blazing, ready to go. And now, I mean, I just, I feel like me again. I genuinely feel like the best version of myself. And that wasn't last year. Before everything you dealt with
1: with your pregnancy, you, you just mentioned that you had a miscarriage and you froze your eggs. Mm-hmm. That's first of all, that's a lot of hormones. Yeah. How was that going through that in front of everyone? Because you went through it kind of on YouTube.
2: Yeah. I mean, and then I had froze my eggs the season before. So I was also that past season. So you froze your eggs first. Yeah, I froze my eggs twice and then I was getting ready to do a third round and we were just going to, we were talking about maybe just freezing embryos and that's when I found out I was pregnant the first time because I missed my period and I was waiting for my period because you have to go in and get that first test done when you're on your period and I was like, um, I'm a couple days late. This is weird. And were you filming at the time? No, this was, we thought we were going to be ready to start filming at any moment, but that was like May 2020. And we thought things were going to start opening back up would probably be filming by June. And then, you know, a whole other year passed. You were so open though. I think that that probably
1: one normalized it. Yeah. Not normalized it, but it just, it talked about a taboo that we don't get to talk about mm-hmm. a lot.
2: And you also like shared exactly how you were feeling. Yeah. And he was against that in the beginning. I was. Because I said, you know, this miscarriage, I said, I do weekly podcasts and weekly vlogs. I cannot continue with my weekly life just put a smile on my face and act like the most devastating thing in my life didn't just happen. Like, I have to talk about this. I have to address it, even if it's just one podcast and one vlog, and then we go back. But I cannot go through life not addressing this. And I said, so... I, at that point, honestly, didn't care if he broke up with me. I was going to tell my story publicly because I knew he would understand one day. But I'm like, this isn't a discussion. I'm doing this because I have chosen a public life. And I know by telling this story, it's going to help even one person. If it's just one person that they say, wow, now I don't feel so alone. And it helped thousands. I got so many messages Mm -hmm. and he saw that and realized, you know, okay, I get why I think why that, that was the first this.
3: like kind of exposure I had to what her platform can do. Yeah. You know, because before that, we met in San Diego, the world shut down. Like I didn't really kind of understand the world that she lived in. Now I kind of have a full grasp of it. But at that point in time, yeah, I was like, look, honey, like that's something we're weird. I didn't even talk, talk to my mom. My mom found out through the papers.
2: She, no, she found out because she listened to my podcast. Oh, there you go. That was how his mom found out. Because, because, because that he was wouldn't how let I was me tell her.
3: Well, I was also dealing with our miscarriage. My way. As I well. know. So,
2: but you knew the podcast was coming out <clears throat> Friday and then Australia time, you know, they're a whole day ahead of us. And at 4 a.m., when my podcast came out, his mom listened to it as she did every week. And that's how she found out.
0: Well, this is what I was kind of alluding to earlier. And I think, like, I'm big on talking about like being kind to people on the internet. And listen, like, I'm critical of people, but I've never, I am, I pride Lauren and I's platform to be in a position where we're never tearing anybody down. I try to lift people up and I remind people when it comes to what you guys do that at the end of the day you're both humans and you've chosen to put yourself on a public platform that many people get entertainment and enjoyment and relief from tearing down Mm -hmm. but there is a there is a kind of violent visceral side of people that's cruel on the internet it's like where they forget that there's two humans at the other end of that screen and like listen you, you might like you and Lala get in a fight or you and whoever get in a fight it's like it's not the biggest deal in the world. There's other things going on. Like people can like allow a little bit of grace and like Mm -hmm. still be excited and and enthusiastic about the show. But like, Mm -hmm. remember there's humans involved It
1: sounds like though, when you talked about your miscarriage, that people were not going at you. Sounds like it doesn't sound like they were like being mean,
2: they weren't, but I also did feel that certain people were judging how could she get pregnant only being with this guy for six months? Like, she doesn't know uh, him. Oh, and my so god Even, even she, I well, remember, listen, look at
0: him. I could see how it could happen.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>, you know, <laughs> what or
2: do you want to get pregnant
0: with <laughs> <listen> right
3: now? <laughs> no, baby. But listen. I
2: even remember when Lisa was like on Watch What Happens Live and they asked, like, whose pregnancy were you most surprised about? And she's like, well, Sheena, you know, like they've barely started dating and like now she's pregnant. And I'm like, but why does it matter if we've been together a month or 10 years? Like, I do know this is my person. I it's understand I've said that before. We, 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 but, we, you know?
3: we also need to highlight the fact that like you did do two years of like preparing to try and have a kid yeah. because you didn't know if you actually could. Yeah. And that's like that's that. And so when we found out that she was pregnant, not going to lie, we we're like, wait, this, what? You, what? And then and then we had the miscarriage and then that was a conversation to actually have at that point. And it's like, I've, I'm from my ex, I have my, my relationship with my past kids and I'm like, that was a tough one for me and I went golfing and it turned into a whole story because I went golfing, whatever.
1: But, but also, yeah. we just had someone on our podcast that was talking about meditation. This is a little tangent and mm-hmm. he said that when you meditate and you go inward and you have self-reflection, it doesn't have to be just closing your eyes in a room. Golfing, he actually brought that up, is a meditation. Surfing's a meditation. Walking on the beach. Maybe that's the way that you were meditating through the process and processing it. I just think that everyone needs to just see other people's shoes before they pass mm-hmm. judgment right away. It's like yeah. take a little time to like just think how you would
2: feel and what you would do. Maybe golfing's your way of dealing with things. And I understood that shortly after I had just already vented to Lala. And so then she took that and was like, well, Brock should have been there for her and he was out golfing. And she, it, it came across as if I was actively miscarrying bleeding out at home and he left and said i'm going to go I'm do sinking the back some nine. birdies. You know, and it wasn't that at all. We found out we were having a miscarriage. The doctor said, we'll give you a week to see if you can naturally pass it. If not, then we'll do the DNC procedure. So it was this in-between time when he was coming back to Palm Springs to spend the night with me to only turn around and drive back to San Diego to be at the gym first thing the next morning. He was still driving up to be there for me. He just was late and I was freaking out that he wasn't going to be there at the time. He said he was going to be there. But once he explained that that was what he needed to do to deal with it on his own, i understood that but then me trying to explain that to lala was just making an excuse
3: i think like the best lesson to learn from reality and this is me and my young years of it is just like <laughs> there's always going to be an opinion about it no matter and then as you grow there's going to be more opinions and so that's that you know you
1: sure do build mental toughness huh you, yeah you
3: have to i feel like you have to for me I don't, i've never cared because i've never had to deal with it the pressure this season was a little bit and I think halfway through it when I realized like this is this is still going to get talked about when I left the room storming out of the filming, I was like, you guys don't pay me for this. See you later, bro. Yeah. And it wasn't even about the money. It was just about the respect out of all of it. And that's what happened this season. Like at the end of it, I was like, look, you know what? You were going to give me like a little bit of keep your money. I don't care about that. You want to talk to us next season? Talk to me. Oh, <laughs> like
1: yeah. a negotiator. Well, I was just
3: like, look, I, I honestly, like, I we had a good opportunity to do it. And that, that was how I felt like going into that next season. If we get another season, I'd love to talk to you guys about how to make money from this. Because fuck, that was hard. I bled. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah th- you did bleed. <laughs> well, this is On Brand For You. We're going to talk about a dermatologist-founded skincare brand, Murad. I first heard of Murad in high school, which is so crazy. I have known about this brand forever because I know it's actually a brand that's science-backed, which is super important. It's clinically proven, total skin health, all the things. But the product that I know, (laughs) I know that this audience will like from Murad is the Correct and Protect Serum Broad Spectrum SPF 40. Here's why. It's 100% mineral SPF, But the thing is, personally, I have hyperpigmentation and this one is clinically proven to correct discoloration. So you're kind of multitasking. You're doing two things at once. You're protecting your skin while preventing hyperpigmentation like dark spots or uneven skin tone. I have like a dark mustache area. So this is very, very helpful. This also protects without leaving behind that nasty, thick white cast. That's very important to me. And this was one of the products that was mentioned throughout my book, Get the Fuck Out of the Sun. A lot of people recommended this specific sunscreen. I'm very into this mineral SPF and now you can shop Mira.com to save 20% off and you get free shipping with your $60 purchase when you use code skinny. Again, that's Mirad.com M-U-R-A-D.com when you use code skinny. And now you can shop miracom to save 20% off and you get free shipping with your $60 purchase when you use code skinny. Again, that's Mirad.com M-U-R-A-D.com when you use code skinny. there's a lot of women that are listening to this show. What was the process like of
2: freezing your eggs twice? Mm-hmm. It yeah. was, was it in a row? No. So it was uh, in January and then again in June. Was it with Dr. Gadir? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Shout Shout Dr. Ghadir.
1: Yeah. We we've had him on our podcast twice. We love him. So yeah. what was the process gnarlier than you thought, or was it less gnarly? Is it something that you would recommend to people? Like what was your experience?
2: So this is something I also got shit for because I said it was painless and easy because for me. It honestly was. That's why I did it again. And I was getting ready to do it again. I'm like, I could just keep doing this to make sure I get enough eggs or embryos, you know, once I had the right person to fertilize them. Because for me, I think it's also a big mental thing. I mean, also, if you have a fear of needles, then that could be something that is just next level. But for me, I have been injecting needles in my face for over a decade. I have 27 tattoos. Well, I haven't for two years, but- The needle part didn't bother me. And the mental part, just knowing that I was doing this as the best insurance policy for my future, I had such an easy time doing it. It wasn't a hard decision when I only got nine eggs the first time to do it again. So when I did it the second time and then I only got seven, Dr. Udir was like, well, you might want to consider doing it a third time. He's like, you know, 16's good. It's not great. It's not a ton because those are just eggs. They're not fertilized embryos that have been genetically tested so for me it was something that I would never regret doing it's money I would never regret spending I still highly have them I do I highly recommend it to anyone they say around 29 is like a good time to think about it they have so many payment plans that you can do and there's just so much good that could come out of this that I would never regret it. So I highly recommend it. Here's the problem. I know what you're going to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. uh, Listen,
0: I don't have nearly the platform you have, especially on social, but I was doing this health routine and it involved like IVs and supplements and all this stuff. And 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 there is some cost involved with what I was doing, but I was like, I'm going to lay out exactly what I'm doing because people were asking. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat. I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm doing, where it is. You can look up the cost. And I said, like, obviously, some of these things come with some financial resource. But I but I want to be completely transparent in everything that I'm doing, right? Because that was the question. And inevitably, there's a segment of people that'll chime in and say, well, this is unattainable. This is, you know, like, there's a cost. It's expensive. Dah, 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 dah. And I was like, listen... Do you want me to be fucking transparent or do you want me to tell you I drink lemon water? Because like right. this is the problem. And if you if that was your experience where you went through it relatively it was easy, easy mm-hmm. and it was pain, like you should share that. It exactly. shouldn't, you shouldn't alter your experience <laughs> and lie to people to, to soothe no. a certain demographic that wants that soothing, right? Like it's like you want the truth, or do you want me to just lie like everybody yeah. else does?
2: And I'm like, why wouldn't people want to know that this can be easy? It can be painless, you know? For it some. doesn't have for some, yeah. Whereas my best friend Ariana had a slightly different experience when she froze her eggs and she got so many that she ended up getting like, I forget what it's called exactly, but like overstimulation, whatever. And her recovery was much harder because she got so many eggs. I had to do it two times and I still got 10 less eggs than she got in one time. So everyone's experience is different, but I was just talking about mine. So I'm like, why are you guys... Why would you want me to have a painful, bad experience well, people,
3: with Because that's welcome to the human
0: race. People man. should celebrate people that are telling the truth, even if it's not a truth that, that they it's agree popular. with, right? Or it's popular. And if your experience was that it was relatively easy and painless for you, like you should share that. You shouldn't go mm-hmm. and be like, oh my God, it was miserable. And I, I mean, if you didn't, yeah. Right? And same
3: same in the case. But same as the case, if it was miserable, share sure, your experience. Exactly. But, but yeah, it's just people would like to always, I feel like half of the following on the show that you get, and that we get now is half of them are there to for you. The other half are there just to pick at you. And you mm-hmm. just got to, you just got to be able to navigate that and have the confidence that you're doing the right thing. And we don't need to look for other people's opinion or their, their, uh, what's it, their approval for whatever we do. And if, the problem is yeah. if
0: you if you might as well tell your truth because if you lie you're going to get crucified just the same and exactly. we get caught.
2: Yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah,
0: of yeah. course.
1: You guys are a great couple. It's really nice to meet you both in person. I know I've met Brock before, but both of you together and I also think like for me when I watch these shows and then I meet the person in person, it's always I've always noticed you end up I have always liked you guys on the show, but you like like them even more, which oh, is thanks. It's again that that shows though that the the producers are not showing the whole story. It's, it's
3: tough, like Zeena said. They got to they got to tell everyone's input. You know how do yeah. how do explain everyone's and the show is for
2: entertainment. It's not to tell our entire life story. Right. So I YouTube understand. Is. Come that. follow us
3: on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, YouTube.
2: Okay, so you guys have a podcast with Dear Media. Yes, you Welcome. have Home
1: Bodies. Tell us all about what you're working on. What you're working on together. How everything's jointed. Yeah, not disjointed.
2: So, yeah, the podcast, new episodes every Friday. My vlog is out every Wednesday. We do some bonus things for Patreon, little exclusives here and there. And uh, that with the baby keeps me pretty busy.
3: She helps me out a lot with my my influencer outreach with Homebody. So, we've built out a platform, live streaming platform. Been doing that for like the last year and a half. And we've really got some good traction coming up. So couple of big meetings and then uh, hopefully a, a really exciting charity launch. I want to do something in the community here for pride. And I'm thinking of doing like a uh, like a treadmill. Every mile we run on each treadmill, we donate $100 type thing and then have like some actual live fitness classes throughout the day and do like a eight-hour challenge. You know, you get creators in there on the treadmills, going live and raising some money for awareness. I think we're going to call it Walk for Pride. Oh, Pride in Our Stride. That's what it's going to be called. Nice.
1: Michael so. will run. I'll volunteer him and yes. then you guys can go miles, ice bath. So should, so. Michael's <laughs> getting good at the ice bath. How
3: good look, I love when I on the show I tried to take James there because for me, ice bath is there's no negatives to it. There's zero negatives to it. And it's all, and then it's, if you want to feel accomplished, jump in it, get out. Perfect. You accomplished that one of, if you want to get the health benefits, get in there, better sleep, better heart, all of it. You know, there's no negatives to it. How are you finding it then?
0: No, I love it. I mean, I think it's a, it's a, mm. it's a whole, th- I mean, I think I'm addicted to it now, right? What, like you become what, addicted to it. What
3: are you doing in your, what are you using for an ice bath?
0: So we have a, but there's two now. There's this one called the plunge and then there's another one called. It's blue, called the blue. cold
1: plunge. And you but guys would like love ha- it. It's you guys, one that
0: you can like set the temperature down at like. I'm gonna 30,
1: send it to you because because you guys. I'm gonna sh- send you my setup. You guys picture. should collaborate with that. Because okay, I, I would you love can to. Because your I, house it looks like a really cute, a chic bathtub. I'll show it to you. My rinky dink setup ah. is
3: I have a deep freezer from the gym that I took home no, 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 and right. just, I just mopped it and then I put water in it and I I mean, that's that a freezer too. After this, <laughs> I'm gonna connect you with the guys. Okay, yeah, because I love it. Actually, I don't even fit in mine. Mine's like a seven. Yeah, how do you fit yours? It's the funny. Oh, yeah. But, I, but I, she,
0: I well I I don't have that same problem. <laughs> yeah. I,
3: just, I sit in there and she's like, babe. Be, I was like, look. She's like, can I get a Can I get a bigger one, honey? She's like, if you go in that every day for fourteen days straight, so. I'm, I was, I was five days straight and I'm going away tonight. But when I come back, nine more days and then we're going to going to text you
0: mm-hmm. a podcast on some protocols on it. And I'm also going to connect you with this company. This company would be a bunch of dumb shits not to send you something. You're on there all the time. Oh my God. I love yeah. it.
1: Yeah. yeah. The cold plunge, too. You guys can use code SKINNY. Before we go, yes. though, I have to ask you both this question. Okay. You, you look amazing. Thank post you. baby. And you obviously look amazing, Brock, too. Thank you. Can you give our audience a couple tips and tricks like to tighten up, lose weight, feel their best?
3: I'd love to. Go, okay, honey.
2: My biggest one is now that I'm able to lift weights again. That's my favorite thing to do in the gym. I hate doing cardio. I also hate getting on specific diets. So if I still want to eat what I want to eat, then I know I need to get into the gym and I need to lift some weights. Uh, That's a good tip. That weightlifting really helped me too. Yeah, and he makes me lift heavier than I would want to. I also have a trainer, but when I work out with him, it's so funny because when I'm with my trainer, like I do so many exercises, I don't complain. We get through it. He says Not I'm his client p- who complains the least. When I work out with Brock, I'm like, why are you putting 20 more pounds on that? It's too heavy. But then I do it. You so, look amazing. Thank you. You look
3: good, honey. I think I think when it comes to fitness and then get people to change, it's there's a lot to it. So this. Keep it simple and just try and pick one thing and be consistent with that one thing. If it's walking, if it's something you don't do, just do one thing every day and that's it. And you can build up on that slowly.
2: What do you do? You got a routine going
3: on. I, well, that's, I got a, I've got an oversized t-shirt on. That's what I got on right now. No, but you he take like-
2: summer running almost every morning. I, okay. I, I,
3: I, I, my, my, my new thing is because i used to be an athlete but then the last two years very comfortable and i think i got to my <laughs> heaviest even on the show i was like oh damn cameras do make you look real big <laughs> and so, so much uh, you know perfect oh, okay. yeah i was like perfect but no for me i i, my, I just i have my daily to do's and one of them's an ice bath one of them's two mile jog okay. The jog i just got a complete jog. two miles without stopping that's okay. my accomplishment and then if i can get into a lift i just go to i just lift everything always like how many body. days a week like three or four, if I can. Okay, so you not guys more. are
1: lifting the same. You gotta, it, it you gotta
3: get the rest days in. It's it, you know. You gotta do your two it's, mile run. It's f- look, bro, we're wor- we're working on our <laughs> father figure. It's not a dad bod now. It's a father figure. That's yeah. what we're working on. Well,
1: you guys both look great. I am. I'm gonna uh, message you after I give birth for some tips. Yeah.
3: We'll be in LA. We'll be in I up will here not be
1: filming 10 days after I give birth. Oof. That is, Nobody should. you deserve a fucking medal. Thank Boom. you. Where's
2: your Instagram handle? Pimp yourself out. Everything is at Sheena, S C H E A N A.
3: And uh, it's Brock underscore underscore Davies. Yep. <laughs> we got
2: it. Yeah. Double, underscore.
3: Thank, double you underscore. Thank you both. Bye. Thanks, guys.
1: Do you want to win a bookmark? It is the cutest bookmark. It says, get the fuck out of the sun for your copy. Of the book. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part, the most impactful part of this episode on my latest post at Lauren Bostick, and we will slide into your inbox and send a bunch of you bookmarks. So fun. With that, we'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. Okay, Michael has been talking about his Whoop for so long.
0: Obsessed with my Whoop. He's
1: obsessed that finally I got in on this. And I obviously am not really tracking my fitness right now, but I am tracking my sleep. And I have to tell you, Michael Bostick, I'm pretty impressed. So what you do is you wake up every single morning and you can see your recovery score based on both the quality and quantity of your sleep. You can see your heart rate, your respiratory rate. It's kind of interesting. It's like all your key vital signs And then the coolest part is, is it gives you recommendations on how hard you should push yourself based on your recovery.
0: And here's the coolest thing about the sleep, what I've found. So you wear this device, the Whoop 4.0 on your wrist. It's really comfortable. You barely even notice it's there. And as you're sleeping, it's measuring all these things like Lauren says. And here's the thing. It doesn't just measure your sleep. It measures the quality. It lets you know if you're getting light sleep. It lets you know when you have disturbances in the night. It lets you know your REM sleep, your deep sleep. And it almost makes it a game. And I swear to God, subconsciously when you know how well or how poor you're sleeping, you actually start to sleep better because I think your brain starts to focus on how you sleep. So in our case, we wake up, we measure sleep scores against each other. Yes, Obviously, we're sharing the same bed and we see like, how did we sleep comparatively to each other? And then how do we enhance that sleep? It's just a really incredible tool to use and measure against all this stuff and then take into account your fitness activities and all the stuff that goes in the day.
1: Michael looked over the other night and I was wearing my whoop with mouth tape on with an eye mask on like a crystal eye mask. And I had my serum all over my neck and he thought I was crazy. And I was just like, you know what? (laughs) I'm doing a lot at once. So if you want to try a Whoop, you can analyze your sleep duration, quality, efficiency, and consistency every single night. You're going to go to whoop.com. That's W-H-O-O-P.com and use code skinny at checkout. You save 15% off. Enjoy.